Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I'm really pumped for today's episode. I actually have been having so many conversations around this and I think I've actually used this analogy maybe like four or five times in the last week with different clients, friends that I've been talking with. So I know that it's time to bring this topic to the podcast. Today we're talking all things becoming more vulnerable, the benefits of it, how to start practicing it, and how to lean in if this is something that is really uncomfortable for you. Before we get into today's episode, some updates from me. I moved. Holy moly. I think I always underestimate how much time and energy goes into moving. I have moved so many times in the last year. I mean, couple years, let's be honest. I am kind of always on the go, always moving, but I'm really feeling this pull now to be more grounded and to really just stay in one place for a longer period of time. So that's going to be my plan. Somebody please make me accountable to this. If I'm like, hey, I want to move again, just remind me that like, hey, remember what you said about wanting to stick around for a while? So that's where I'm at with things. If you are somebody that is a newer business owner, meaning you either haven't started your business yet or you have started and you want clarity, you want direction, it feels really overwhelming to know what to do next, you want a clear laid out next step plan to create consistent 5k months inside your business, you're gonna want to stay tuned for tomorrow because I've got huge news. Huge news. This is going to be my newest freebie is coming out. I am so pumped about this. I'm going to be providing so much value and I'm going to be giving you the roadmap to create consistent 5k months inside your business even if you're not making any money right now. So zero to 5k, we're going to lay it all out. We're mapping it all out. This is going to be workshop style so you can come and attend and we are going to create a game plan for you. I'm so pumped about this. So again, that information comes out tomorrow. So stay tuned. I've got really exciting things coming out in the month of June and July. I mentioned that I was going to be coming back to the brain rewiring process. I'm going to be starting that in July. So if you are interested in going through brain rewiring, if you are a business owner, if you are somebody that knows that you struggle a lot with negative thought patterns, limiting beliefs that hold you back, this is absolutely something that you're going to want to keep your eye out for. So just kind of giving you a heads up here right now. And let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. So this topic of vulnerability, when I look back on my career, what I've really noticed is, wow, being a business owner has opened me up so much more. I used to be so guarded. I used to be so closed off to other people. I didn't want to share things. I was really afraid of getting hurt and being vulnerable felt so uncomfortable. And because of that, the types of relationships that I was attracting were very shallow, very surface level because I wasn't willing to go deep myself. And as I have become 
a business owner, you know, I'm coming up on three years of running a business now, I've started to notice that the more that I open up, the more that I actually create a safe space for those around me. And it's really just this positive snowball effect. So the more that I lean into and own my vulnerability, the more that I give permission for other people to do the same. And I think it's really important to point out that if you are somebody that you're like, wow, this is like so uncomfortable, like I really don't want to be vulnerable, you don't have to. If that's your mindset around it is that I have to be vulnerable, I have to share, it's going to feel like pulling teeth. Instead, I want to invite you to shift your mindset around this and start to frame it as I get to. I want to do this thing. I get to share as much as I want to about this thing at a pace that feels good for me. And I really think it's important too to point out that this is a practice. Just like anything else, just like training, working out, you get to take it step by step. It's not saying you need to go from being somebody that feels very closed off to all of a sudden being an open book about everything that's ever happened in your life. Like you get to go at the pace and speed at which you feel good about. And I'm not going to necessarily say comfortable with because I do think that this is going to require quite a bit of discomfort. Every single time I put a podcast out there, I'm like, oh my god, that was so vulnerable. <laughs> like it, it feels like I am literally sharing my soul with hundreds of people on the internet and and for me, I love it because I know that people can connect with it and it also is forcing me to grow. And for me, that's a value of mine is I always want to keep growing. I always want to keep evolving and changing. I think that's one of the reasons that we're here as humans is to continually push ourselves outside of our comfort zone so that we can expand our area of discomfort. So again, you get to be vulnerable. You don't have to. And you don't need to. You get to. And this is something that you get to do if you want to do it. See how that changes the energy around everything? I mean, for me, as somebody that heavily identifies as a rebel, if I feel like I should or need to do anything, immediately no. That's a big turnoff for me. Anytime that I feel like I have to do something, it makes me feel like I'm trapped in a box. All of a sudden, I don't want to do it. And the energy, if I do end up doing that thing, is not going to be anywhere near as potent as if I just chose to do it. I mean, this is radical responsibility, right? We're taking control of our choices, of our actions, of our thoughts, and we are starting to create the reality that we actually want to live in. So again, you get to be vulnerable and what this will actually do for you is this will create better relationships in your life. Like I mentioned, you're going to be able to go a lot deeper with other people because you're going to be able to go deeper with yourself. You can only meet people as far as you have met yourself. So the more that you are willing and I mean, honestly, available and able to go deep with yourself and really like peer into all the spider webby corners of your mind. Like what I kind of think of it is like an attic sometimes, like our brains are an attic and it's the memories that are in there, you know, whether that is from this lifetime, past lifetimes, generationally, all everything is like stored in there. And if you're not willing to explore those corners, how do you ever know what's going on up there? I think we keep ourselves so busy and so distracted because honestly, we're just afraid of the unknown. We don't know what's up there or maybe we've had a little taste of what's up there and we're like, oh, I don't like that. That's uncomfortable. So then we shrink back and we close the, the attic door and we're like, nope, not going up there. But it doesn't go away. The attic is still there and there's actually so much information in there 
there, you will get to know yourself on such a deep level if you start to practice vulnerability more often. You're also going to be able to hold space for others in a much bigger capacity. And this is really important too. If you are somebody that wants to be supported by other people, you want people to hold space for you. You want to be able to be in your receiving, in your feminine energy, but yet you aren't willing or able to hold space for other people because you're not willing to be vulnerable with them, you can start to see the disconnect here. Again, we can only go as deep with other people as we've gone with ourselves. So for me, once I started to lean into vulnerability, I noticed that, oh my God, like people are telling me things that they've never told anybody else. People are sharing their life stories and their biggest traumas and biggest secrets with me and I've just met them. But that's because I've done a lot of this inner work on myself and because I have told myself time and time again that when I share my story, it gives people a place to land. What I always think of this is we are like birds. We are just like flapping around. Like think of like a pack of seagulls. I don't know why seagulls, but we're going to go with it. So think of a pack of seagulls and they're just like kind of flapping around and they're like, kind of stressed out and they're feeling anxious and they're like, I just don't know where to land. Like, I feel like I'm always in flight all the time. And let's say, for example, I open up and I start to share my story about things and then I come down and land. I allow myself to be supported. I have stable energy. And then all of a sudden, the other seagulls are like, oh, okay, well, it's safe to land. Like she shared her story. So therefore, I'm going to feel more comfortable sharing my story because all of a sudden I know that I'm not alone. And then all of a sudden, all of these birds can start to land and start to feel more stable, feel more grounded. So for me, that's what I think of a lot of the times when we share our stories is it's truly just connecting us to other people. It is reminding everyone else that you are never alone. There are so many times that either myself or my clients have opened up about their stories and they've gotten messages and people have been like, wow, I didn't think anybody else struggled with that. Like, I feel so seen. I feel so heard and validated. Like, I just can't believe that somebody else has also gone through this. So when we start to open up about these things, this is how we start to heal the collective because we let people know they're not alone and we let people know that, hey, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to express yourself and it's also okay to seek solution. So a lot of these things that people might be struggling with that feel very vulnerable are maybe also very taboo. So when we start to open the lid on these topics and these subjects, all of a sudden, these topics that were shush, shush, don't talk about that. I mean, I've talked about abortion on this podcast. I've talked about getting an IUD. Like, there are so many things that I've opened the lid on. And afterwards, people are like, holy shit. I also went through something like that. I resonate with that completely, but it's because I had the courage to go first. And this is a really big thing. If you are a business owner, you are also a leader. You are a leader. And you know what leaders do? They lead. They go first. So when you have the bravery and the courage to go first, you let other people know that you are safe to follow. You let other people know that it is safe to land. It is safe to be seen. And I'm not saying it's always easy. And I'm not saying it's never lonely being a leader. But I'm saying this is how you create community. By opening up and allowing yourself to be seen. We've talked a lot about visibility on this podcast. And this is a really great way to become more visible. 
is by being vulnerable. I mean, I can tell you right here and right now, I talked about the breakup on the podcast and that episode got twice as many downloads as I normally get. People are interested in you and in your real life. I think so often we try to like put on this professional facade, not even intentionally, but I think it feels safer. So therefore we're trying to we're trying to present this this side of ourselves that we think is going to be more palatable from and by other people. So we're kind of like this watered down version. Oh, I want to act like this certain way so that I don't like, you know, trigger anyone or I'm just like, again, it's yeah, it's like this watered down version. Like we're trying to be what we think other people want us to be when in reality, your only job here on this planet is to be yourself, is to be authentic. So if you are somebody that wants better relationships in your life, whether that is romantic partnerships, friendships with your family, if you want to call in better clients, starting to become more vulnerable and open is something that I would highly recommend. You're also going to understand your own triggers better. Whew, did I get triggered this last week? Big time. <laughs> I talked about the whole carpet fiasco and what I realized is I wasn't taking responsibility for my choices and decisions. I have had a history of this and I went through brain rewiring and kind of thought that I had done, you know, enough work around this to where I wasn't going to slip back into this mindset. But here's the thing about this type of work is that it isn't, it is not always one and done. And sometimes it takes continually returning back to it. So for me, when I was triggered, instead of sitting in that frustrated, like really emotional state for a long period of time, I was actually able to come back to my body to ask myself what's going on here what's wrong what am I truly upset about what is what's the root issue of all of this and I was able to move through that trigger in a matter of minutes rather than days it used to take me days to move through things I would spend days being upset and frustrated and holding on to these negative emotions and all I really needed was that outside perspective to step out of my body for a little bit, to ask myself what's truly wrong, what am I really upset about, to allow myself to sit in those feelings, and then to be open and honest with how I was feeling. This is communication 101. What do you want? What are you feeling right now? And then we can start to move those emotions. Your body will store those emotions and store that energy unless you release it. And being vulnerable and being open is a really great way to do that. So I want to note here too that it is not your audience's or your client's responsibility to hold space for you. This is why I think it's really important as a business owner, oftentimes we need a little bit of time to process and go through things before we share. It is very rare that I share what I'm going through in real time, unless it's something that I, you know, specifically state, you know, I'm not looking for advice on this. I'm not looking for feedback. I'm not looking, you know, for you to hold space for me. That's what I have friends for. That's what I have family for. That's what I have a therapist for. That's what I have coaches and mentors for. I have these people that will provide that for me. So as a business owner, it's never that I need to share immediately and everybody needs to be, you know, updated on every single second of my life. It's more so how can I show that I'm also human and I also go through things because I want you to relate to me. I want you to feel like you're not alone and that you can actually come to me with things. I want you to feel safe with me and I want to build that trust. 
So just wanted to put that out there as well. And this is something too that I think is really important in friendships, you know, friendships, romantic partnerships, family, whoever it is, if you're not paying this person, if you are paying, you know, somebody like a coach or a mentor or a therapist, they are there to listen to your problems. They are there to fully, like, you can dump on them, you can rant, all of those things. That's what they're there for. But it, if, if it is somebody like your friend, your family member, I think it's really smart to actually ask them if they have the space and capacity to hold and to support you first. So saying something like, hey, I've got something on my mind lately. I have something like really heavy that I'm going through. Do you have the space and capacity for me to talk? I really, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for feedback. I just need somebody to hold space for me. Are you available for that? So when we start to preface conversations this way, then we can actually start to be real and honest with how we feel, what we are desiring, the ways that we want to be supported, or maybe you are looking for feedback and support in that moment, and you can say that as well. But I think a lot of the times we just need somebody to talk to us, and we're going around and we are just like emotionally dumping on other people who are not at the capacity to hold that. So of course then, if we're not supported or listened to in the way that we wanted to, we're gonna feel like, oh, okay, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Maybe it's actually not safe for me to be open and vulnerable. But the responsibility really is on us to check with that person first to make sure that they have the capacity to hold us in that moment. And this is something too that you can start to require of your, you know, relationships that you have. Having them check in with you before they emotionally dump or share something really big. It's like one of those like, <laughs> are you sitting down before I tell you this type of thing? And just being really upfront and honest with people about where you're at because that will actually allow you to be supported in a much bigger way. I mean, this is self-sabotage, right? Like we are secretly and deep down, we're wanting to be supported in such a big way and then we're going around to people that are emotionally unavailable and we are dumping on them and then we're getting this response and we're getting and receiving this feedback that, oh, okay, I'm too much. My emotions are too much. It's not safe for me to be seen or supported. And then we're internalizing that. When in reality, what if we just started the conversation instead by asking, do you have the space for this right now? So I really want to point out too that vulnerability is strength. I thought for the longest time that if I showed any weakness, I mean, essentially what my brain was telling me is like, if you show weakness, you will die. <laughs> as somebody that also identifies as an Enneagram 8, control is a really big thing. And how do you stay in control? Well, you try to tell everybody that you're really strong and that you don't need any help and that you are independent and you got it. If you show any weakness, somebody is going to come in and they're going to take advantage of that. They're going to take advantage of you. So from a young age, I internalized that showing any emotion, that being vulnerable was a weakness. Now as an adult, I know that this is actually a strength and that the more vulnerable that you allow yourself to be, the stronger you become. It is like living in a glass house trying to be so strong all the time, saying, I don't need any support. And I mean, deep down, you're nervous and you're anxious that the storm is going to come because you know that you do not have a solid foundation. So this really, a lot of this comes back to allowing yourself to be supported. What are your current stories around? Do you believe that you deserve to be supported? Do you actually have people who are there for you? In what ways do you support yourself? Because it's, I mean, everything is a mirror for us, right? If we do not have supportive people in our lives, it's probably because we're not slowing down enough to support ourselves first. 
we can't pick up on energy that we don't model first. So I really want to share with you this analogy that I've used over the last couple of days, and I'm really proud of it. Like, it's it's something that brings me a lot of joy. So your vulnerability is similar to a glass ball. So you can think of it, the way that I always think of it is like smoky quartz. It has a couple of fractures in there. There's some rainbows in there. It's beautiful. It's like this clear, smoky, black crystal ball. And that right there is your vulnerability. And because it's a glass ball, it's very fragile. And with this glass ball, I want you to start thinking of who is it that I would trust to hold this glass ball? Because not everybody knows how to properly handle your vulnerability. Not everybody is equipped or designed to handle your glass ball. This is where you start to get to be selective and discerning about who it is that receives your glass ball or your vulnerability. You can't just be going around and throwing your glass ball willy-nilly. It's going to shatter. And sometimes it does shatter. And I can point to very specific moments in my past where my glass ball has shattered. And it's because I was trying to throw it or give it to people or pass it off to people that were not equipped to handle that glass ball. And this is me taking radical responsibility and saying, okay, now I know better. I didn't know then what I know now. So now I can actually use this discernment in the future. And now I can make better choices going forward. But I had to make that choice. I had to let my glass ball shatter. I had to pick up all the pieces and glue it back together. And now there's a bunch of fractures in there. But you know what? This actually allows me to see a different perspective. Those fractures, they offer different viewpoints that I didn't have before. And this is what allows me to be more selective in the future about who I give my glass ball to. So if you never give your glass ball to anybody, we might think that this is safer. We might think that this is actually better, but you're going to lose out on all of that perspective. You're going to lose out on those moments and those opportunities to grow and gain different viewpoints. It's like trying to stay so sheltered your entire life. Like, yes, it might, quote, feel safe, but that's not what you were designed to do as a human. You were designed to grow, to evolve, and to expand. The expansion is not comfortable. The expansion is fucking painful. The expansion feels like you're gonna, like you're dying. It really does. And in a sense, that's true. In a sense, there is a part of your soul that is dying and that must die in order for you to allow in what is new. So with this glass ball, what I really want you to think about is how can I be more discerning about who I give my glass ball to? Because this is boundaries. This is energy protection. Not everybody deserves to have access to your glass ball at all times. Not everybody has the user manual on how to use your glass ball. Some people can be taught, I will say that. This goes back to setting boundaries. Boundaries truly are our user manual. What boundaries do you need to put in place? Do you need to be more protective of your energy? Where do you know that you need to set better boundaries? Where have you set a boundary that someone has then crossed and you've allowed it? So how can we go back and reset and restate that boundary, standing behind it fully and 100%? Be protective of your glass ball, but also be willing and open to share with the right people. The whole point of life isn't to go through this alone. We are meant to do this with other people. We are meant to share and be open. And we are meant to be loved. We are literally designed <laughs> to find our community, to find other people. 
but it starts with you first. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard about my love for Clear Stem. They just came out with their newest product. I've been testing it for the last couple of weeks, and I gotta tell you, I am in love. I keep thinking that it's not possible for them to continue to outdo themselves, but they truly have with this product. As somebody with dry skin, I was really, really hoping, it was seriously like three weeks before they came out with this product, that I was like, oh, I wish they would come out with something for dry skin. I just need a little bit of extra moisture. I live in the Pacific Northwest. It can be pretty dry here, especially coming out of winter and going into summer, but ClearStem has outdone themselves and they've done it again. Their newest product is the Hydraberry Moisture Mask, and you can actually use it three different ways. I've really been loving using it at night in place of my HydroGlow moisturizer just because it is a thicker, more moisturizing. It just feels it's so luxurious. When I wake up, my skin is so smooth and so hydrated. You can also use it as a mask where you put it on leave it for 10 minutes and then gently wipe off and the last way that you can use it is with the hydro glow to create a thicker moisturizer did you know that both overly dry and overly oily skin can cause acne I didn't know that about the dry skin, but when your skin is overly dry, the skin then tries to compensate by producing more oil to balance out the skin, and that's why you can have dry skin with acne. For me, I was like, oh, duh, that makes so much sense. So I would have really dry skin, and then I'd have had these patches of acne on my chin, around my mouth, and you know, after wearing masks for such a long period of time, my skin definitely still needs some TLC. And as somebody that is on camera most days of the week, whether that's on Instagram stories, or I'm filming video modules for my courses, filming YouTube videos, or whatever else comes up, my skin definitely matters. Not just how it looks, but how healthy it truly is. The thing that I love about ClearStem is that they don't use any pore-clogging ingredients. They have a whole list on their website, so you can actually go check to see if what you're using currently has any of those ingredients. Everything that I was using before, I was like, oh my god, no wonder my skin is breaking out because it is clogging my pores. Here are some surprises pore clogging ingredients that I just learned about. Cocoa butter. Okay, you know that cocoa butter that smelled so good and you might have used it when you were a teenager. I know that I definitely did. Yep, that's gonna clog your pores. Shea butter, coconut oil is a big offender, avocado oil, jojoba oil, and apricot oil. So pretty much all of the things that I was taught were really healthy for skin are actually probably not doing you any favors. So if you are interested in trying out this Hydraberry Moisture Mask, you can use the code CHELSEA for 10% off your order. I absolutely love and stand by all of ClearStem's products. I have completely changed everything that I use. Everything that I use now is ClearStem. I use it morning and night, and it is just a little bit of time for me to take away, to focus on my skin, to set intentions, to look myself in the eye in the mirror, to say positive affirmations, to eye gaze, to build my confidence, all of that good stuff. It gives me an excuse to do those things, and I feel, I mean, Seriously, I feel so proud of myself for actually using and sticking to a skincare routine. Again, you can use code CHELSEA at clearstem.com for 10% off your order. If you do end up ordering, tag me on Instagram. I'm at expandwithchelsea. I would love to see what you got and what you're loving. Now that we've talked about why it's important to be more vulnerable, the analogy of the glass ball, let's talk about practical tips to practice becoming more vulnerable. It's that first part right there. Remembering that just like anything else, it's going to require you to continually return back to this, to examine where you're at, to push it a little bit further sometimes, to take a little bit more rest 
pedal on the gas, pedal off the gas. This is going to be a continuing process, not just a one and done thing. And you get to practice this with people that are safe for you. This is really important because again, if you're just giving your glass ball to anyone, they're probably going to drop it and break it. And it takes some time to pick up those pieces. And this is where that discernment comes in. Asking yourself, do I have safe people in my life right now that I could practice being vulnerable with? People that are in the arena with me, they understand it, they get what I'm going through. Especially if you are a business owner, this is so, so important. I know that I have gone through this many, many times myself where I have gone and told people my really exciting, like these ideas that I'm just so excited about inside my business and they're not business owners. They don't get it. They're, they don't have that growth entrepreneurial mindset and they totally shoot it down and I get really negative feedback and I'm like, oh, is this a bad idea then? Like, wait, what's wrong with me? Like, I thought this was such a good idea, but this other person doesn't seem to think so. And then I start questioning myself, the doubt and the fear creep in, when in reality, those people are not in the arena with me. Those are not expanders for me in that area. So I need to be more selective about who it is that I'm sharing my glass ball idea with. So ask yourself, do I have people that are expansive for me? People that are going to support me, people that are going to be here for me no matter what. And can I start to practice asking if they're able to hold space for me? Use your discernment. Super, super important. The second thing that I would recommend is actually, I've had a lot of my clients do this, and I really love this as an exercise, is creating a spectrum of comfort and discomfort. So in the realm of vulnerability, what would be something that you would be totally comfortable with? Maybe it's sharing something. Maybe it's talking to a friend about a certain topic. Maybe it's supporting others. And then on the other side of the spectrum, writing out some scenarios that would be incredibly uncomfortable for you. This could be different topics. It could be like your deepest, darkest secrets. And starting to get it all out on paper will actually really help you see, oh, okay, here's where I have some opportunity to lean into vulnerability. And with this, I'm saying like, yes, you can list out your deepest, darkest secrets, but I'm also not saying that you need to go share those with everybody. Do I think it's advantageous to be a completely open book all the time? No, I don't think so. I think that we get to keep some things for and to ourselves, but it starts to open up your eyes to like, oh, okay, if I feel like that's uncomfortable, I mean, do other people feel like that's uncomfortable? And then you can start to lean into it and open up and see how that feels with you. Let's say, for example, you try this out and you practice your vulnerability with somebody close to you and then you have a vulnerability hangover for a couple of days after. And I wouldn't necessarily make any quick, hard, fast decisions in the couple of days after just because it's the expansion part, that's the growth, that's the discomfort, and it's probably best to not necessarily make a decision in those emotional highs or lows. This is coming from me, an emotional projector in human design. I often need to take a couple of days, and I know that if I'm making decisions in a really excited place or decisions in a really low place, that those aren't typically the decisions that are going to align with me long term. So just give yourself some space. But let's say, for example, you shared something with somebody and then you were like, wow, okay, a couple of days later, like, mm, yep, that still didn't feel good for me. Okay, great. Then you have information. Then you know for next time. But I bet you what's going to happen is that you're actually going to be like, whoa, okay, A, I got that thing off my chest. B, I feel so much lighter after that. And C, that person saw me. I allowed somebody else to support me. 
This is so important. So many of us, we have these independence wounds. I can do it all. I'm so strong. I don't need anybody. Again, why? We need people. We need community and we need to allow ourselves to be supported. So another thing that I would suggest here is actually exploring the narrative of what you're telling yourself. Are you just projecting onto somebody else? Do you know for a fact that that person is going to hurt or reject you? So you hold back and you withhold things that you wanted to share with that person. You know, it's exploring what have what has happened in my past that has made me closed off, that has made me guarded and not want to open up to people. Do I know for a fact that this person is going to react the same exact way that somebody else in my past did? It's kind of like when you are in a relationship and somebody does something inside the relationship and then you end up breaking up and you're dating new people and you're expecting that person to act the same way that your old partner did and you're not even giving them any flexibility. You're not even giving them any opportunity to act a different way. You're totally like projecting onto them because you've had this certain experience. So when you start to question the narrative, is this true? Is this factually true? Do I have evidence for this? Or is this just a story that my ego is playing on repeat? Sometimes when we experience fear, this can be one of two things. It can be fear of the unknown. And this is where I would suggest move forward. Do it anyway. Move through the unknown because the only way that you know what's going to be there is if you step into it. Fear can also be misalignment. This can mean that you need to readjust your path and what it is that you're doing. And here's the thing. You're the only person that's going to know what type of fear is coming up for you. If you actually allowed yourself to sit down, to get quiet, to see what's going on up in the attic up there and wipe off some of those cobwebs, what would you come up with? Is this fear because I just don't know what's going to happen? Or is this fear because it's actually not right for me? It's not meant for me. I'm not meant to share with this person. And then you can act accordingly. So my last tip here, you're going to love it, is to just do it. Because why not? If you truly, if you truly trust that what's for you won't miss you, then what's the downside? If you can't mess it up, if you can't get it wrong, if you can't fail, then why not? Just go for it anyway. This is allowing yourself to be supported by the universe. This is going with the flow and allowing things to turn out more beautifully than you could have ever imagined. This is a practice in releasing control, allowing ourselves to be supported and trusting. So that is what I've got for you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Please go ahead and tag me on Instagram so I can see what resonated with you and what you're loving. I'm at expand with Chelsea. And if you haven't yet left a rating or a review of the show and you want to take just a couple of minutes to go ahead and do so, I would so appreciate you taking your time to do that. It really helps other people find the show as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode.